everybody. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the show, the big show, as they used to call Sports Center in the '90s, um, when it was Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann. But now it's just like this is not that big show. It's our big show. Like, and, and what is this show? I'm a listener. I was waiting for you to. I, kinda, I'm a listener. Going, what? What are you doing? We are like trees walking. Yes, thank you. See, was that that hard? No, we're a podcast. We've been a going operation since I believe the summer of or fall of 2016. Right, because we can't call ourselves a going concern, right? That old phrase that means I do that like you're that. making money, right? Oh, really? I think that's what a going concern. Well, we're, we're, we're an operation, an we're, ongoing operation. We are not a going concern in the sense that we make money from this podcast. In fact, we do not. We lose money. We lose money quite a bit. <laughs> like, we are so in debt. Is this this a, is terrible. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> it's, a sunk, it's the sunk cost sunk, fallacy. Sunk cost, yeah. We are <gasps> so deeply sunk, but we think we're going to turn it around. And at this point, we're so deep that I have to just keep shoveling money in the furnace. It's like uh, uh, Ponzi, you know, the, the original Ponzi scheme? Yeah. Ponzi, an Italian immigrant. He, till his dying day, said, no, I got this. I'm going to turn this around. He wasn't actually trying to scam people in his own mind. And his letters show that he was going like, mother, don't worry. I know it's getting tight, but I'm going to turn this Jeez. around. So that's, that's, that's my hope. So we're, we're a podcast. We've been existing for almost five years. We'll have a five, we'll have an anniversary episode sometime. Uh, we uh, talk about big questions of life and faith and theology mm-hmm. and philosophy about the existence of God, uh, you know, how we should live in light of that fact. We do so from a Christian perspective. Uh, we welcome all comers, though, and we know that many of our listeners are Christians. We know that. Appreciate you. Love you. But also, we know that many of you are probably skeptical or don't consider yourself Christians and like you, we welcome you. We love you. We're so glad that you listen. For sure. Um, our job, we just want to have what we think are our conversations that interest are interesting to us about these big questions yes. that are circuit constantly circulating around us. I was just mentioning, I've said probably said this before, there's no way you can know this on podcasts. I don't know if there's like a tax if you say something twice or you or a swear jar, you yeah. know, or you're like you repeated that, you already said that. Six years ago, you said it on a different podcast. There's only so many stories in the world. Mm-hmm. But my philosophy, and this is why we're open to everyone, is it's, it's my Faulty Towers philosophy, which we were just talking we about. We were. He's in the middle of some horrible farcical situation. It's a classic sitcom from the BBC, uh, John Cleese. And he, his wife is yelling at him like, what are you doing? What are you up to? He's like, can't you change course? And he goes, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is all a dream. And then he slams his head on the counter and goes, nope, we're stuck with it. <laughs> and that's, well, all of us are stuck with it, right? Yeah. We're, we're living in the same thing. So we're all asking the same questions, coming to different conclusions. But why can't we all just dis- at least discuss them together? That's right. So that's my faulty philosophy. We're stuck with it. I love it. And you, yeah. I believe I, as someone who has listened to each and every one of our I've been, in fact, I've been a participant in each and every one of our podcasts. You've never said that before. I've never said that before. No, that's you have fresh. a good memory. Okay. I do. I have a I, I might have, have said it on a different podcast. You you know, you do a lot of talking. You're a professional I talk talker. A lot. You you are a professional talker. So from my within my context, if there's some kind of wiki a wiki out there of all of our episodes, that would be which uh, we haven't I, we're never going to reach that point. Thank I, goodness. I also wouldn't want to see that. I wouldn't want to know like 
in this episode they said this no yeah terrible there's a great simpsons where like there's the nerd um like pooch you know homer becomes a new character on itchy and scratchy which is poochie and yeah um (laughs) like they're asking questions and it's like um you in this episode he struck the same bone twice producing two different sounds (laughs) (laughs) that's one of my all-time favorite Simpsons oh, episode. the Simpsons striking back at their fans a little bit. That was genius at work. Like, how come you have a shirt that says genius at work and you watch a child's cartoon show? <laughs> so great. All right. So we, Here uh, we are. So we'll talk about a big topic and then we have sort of a, a, a lighter topic. But there's, there's lots of things to discuss. And Pastor David Berge. Did we say our names even? Oh, no. I'm, oh, man. This is a horrible. We, this is bad. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a while. It's been a month probably since we recorded <laughs> We've forgotten how to do this thing. I'm David Berge. You are? I am Michael J. Nelson. We know each other through the church at which David is the pastor, and I am a mere congregant yes. at this church. And that's how we met each other. Our, my wife knew him. Look, we don't have to go back We don't need to this. go on that we story. Just we can to tell, tell that people story who sometime. we are. That. People, <laughs> we can tell our, our meat cute. Yes. Is that what they call it? Yes. I'm learning all the time these new phrases. Yeah. That's a, that's a strange... I don't know how that came up. Meet cute. Biopic or biopic? Biopic. Okay. Because yeah. I always want to say biopic. Yeah, it looks like... It, it could also be a drug name. Biopic <laughs> is not recommended if you've been to a country with fungal infections or whatever. So, all right. So bring in the big topic and let's get the, the boat sailing. Let's get it Let's get it going. All right. So here we go. Here's, the, here's our topic for today. I'm bringing this to the table. Um, and those of you who've been longtime fans of the show know occasionally, and even in one of our last couple episodes, uh, there was like an explain that meme, but this was like explain that kind of phrase, which was edgelord. That might even have been in our last episode. Well, a meme, there's a meme around that I think gets at and, illu- and illustrates a larger point. And it's something that just bothered me. So I wanted to, I've been wanting to talk about this for almost a year at this point, probably t- a good 10 months since okay. I was exposed to this. And it bugged me, and I've seen it multiple times, and so I just want to tackle it head on because uh, it, it's a it's a particular that gets at the general uh, instance. And so this is a, this is a meme that I've seen. Um, it's been even deployed against me as like a uh, as like a, a, a folks an argument. Air, air quotes here when we're when we're talking about things. You know, someone did this, um, and and as with anything, just by way of introduction, I think so much of our discourse in this world boils down to good faith versus bad faith. Yeah, like yes, when you're acting yeah. in like when you're this is an example to me of you're acting in bad faith because you're assuming the posture of of kind of a pill as opposed to someone who's really thoughtfully engaging with someone. And this was the context in which it came up was very interesting, not that interesting, but maybe I'll get into it. But anyways, here's what I'm talking about. It's a long, rambling dissertation to get to the point to say it's a picture of Jesus overturning the temples, or overturning the uh, money changers' tables in the temples. In the temples, yes. We know the story. It occurs in the Synoptic Gospels, so that's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, at, like, after the triumphal entry, this is kind of the prelude to Jesus's um, arrest and crucifixion is this action that he takes in the temple. Actually, interestingly, it occurs earlier in John's Gospel. We won't get into that, why why, why those two different kind of mm-hmm. time timelines. But anyways, um, and the point of the, the way that this has been uh, deployed, and I've seen it used, is people go, listen, man, um, rioting and looting and destruction of property is, is bad, you know, and a, and a Christian person would be saying this. 
Yeah. That's bad. Man, that's bad. That's really, really bad to do. And then the person pops in with a picture. You know, it's like, so it would be the, the meme, the, the, the various versions. And, I, and to me, this is a cursed meme. This is a very cursed thing. Um, it is, uh, you know, you say destruction of property is not a valid form of protest. And then the, you know, rejoinder is Jesus. And it's a picture of our Lord overturning the money changers tables or, you know, uh, Christian conservatives. How does destroying, uh, how does rioting and destroying property do any good? Jesus Christ, picture of him just overturning, overturning the tables. And so I've just seen that many times. That was new to me, so I'm I'm glad that I don't run in the circles. <laughs> you're very lucky. You are lucky in some ways, and uh, yeah, and your <laughs> and your uh, abstention from social media has spared you, yes, from any exposure to this cursed meme and cursed image. And so I just want to talk. I just want to talk about why uh, why it bothers me and what I see this as a, as a, as a, as a, as an illustration of someone engaging in what I think is is a bad faith. Um, you know, because if we're going to wrestle with uh, issues of, uh, of, of uh, protest and civil unrest, and how should we think about those as Christian people, this is not a constructive contribution to that. No, and can, and can we just say that in general, like, first of all, Twitter, whatever, mm-hmm. all those arguments, they tend to be at some point, and we've discussed this before, someone doing something like that where they drop a little thing into the and it's not meant to be mm-hmm. part of an argument and it's just like everybody's irritated then the person's gone it's like there's just no way so you're even saying that they they drop this meme in response to that already irritates me right but, okay so it's not a discourse it is simply a here's a dumb thing bye so exactly so, and right, the context so. in which it was one of the contexts in which i've seen it used was actually not that long ago it really came to the forefront i think a lot following so george floyd you know uh, his 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 death last may end of last may you know in response to that uh there's uh there's a lot of protest and then there is also um in minneapolis in particular i know this happened in other places but i'm most familiar with um it happening in minneapolis is that there was uh Kind of at you know at nighttime a lot a lot of what happened was uh, and there were several days of it of you know um, crowds of people just going going wild just looting rioting you know burning and I, so uh, I want to differentiate here I'm not talking about people protesting or demonstrating or gathering you know yeah that's not what this is this is not people who are marching in the streets. Um, and 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 you know wanting their voices to be heard these are people who are just breaking stuff stealing stuff burning stuff and, and even the meme acknowledges that right because it says that about oh yeah it's talking about that yeah. it's not saying yeah, it's not saying it's yeah. not saying oh you know christian protest is bad jesus pff, turning over the tables yeah, in the yeah. temple you know it's it's literally it's speaking specifically to rioting and looting and destruction of property um, and okay. which to me is different from protests. If people want to, I'm not conflating those two things. No, certainly not. Okay, I'm not conflating them. Others are, but I am not doing that. Yeah. Um, but then also to say, like, so this happened in in Minneapolis, and it was very. Um, and I live uh, in the city of Minneapolis proper. Uh, it was crazy. Your home and your church, to be clear, are very close to yes, where these events took place. especially my church. And yeah. <laughs> I did receive a communication in the church saying, 
uh, and this did not bear out, but there was all there's a lot of fog of war stuff that goes on when all this stuff is going on, yeah. and rumors and things you hear. But the churches might be targeted, and at the time, our church was a con- like a construction site. Um, it was all kinds of construction going on, and I thought, oh my gosh, like it looks like the type of place you could. I mean, basically, there's a, a wood, there's a new entrance, there's a big hole in it with yeah. plywood in front of it, yeah, and people could just go in. It looks like the type of place you could just go in and 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 break stuff. And so there was even uh, an email I got saying, hey, there's a rumor out there, and this is from like a like a denominational official, someone saying, you know, there's a rumor out there that churches might be targeted in this. It didn't happen, but that didn't stop me from being like, oh my gosh, like what do I do, sit outside with a, a, a like a flashlight? I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. like to, a pitchfork to try to scare people away. It was a very harrowing situation, and the the... The sense that things were spiraling out of control in Minneapolis. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know if you haven't like been a part of something where it seems like wow, I things are feel really tense and like on edge, and that they could spiral out of control, like even more out of control than they already have. It was a really harrowing time. That's all I can say. Yes. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm really concerned about what's going to happen and what I'm seeing and. Um, I'm just scared. I mean, I'm scared. And um, <laughs> there was a lot of people who I saw, and some of these are younger people, and these are people I knew from a, from the state of California. I won't throw be more specific than that. But being like, you know, and us being like uh, on social media, just saying, hey, people, like, because there was martial, not martial law, but there was a curfew in place. Yeah. Saying you need to be after whatever it was, 8 p.m., it's a curfew. Curfew. You can't be on the streets. Freeways were shut down. I mean, this was a very, very, very serious. Well, this situation. was wild. It was a curfew. Crazy. A curfew. You see, Humvees. The the. Yeah. It was military. I mean, it was nuts. I can't. I never. Yeah. It was the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and so you're you know you're very scared in this situation, and you 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 go wow you know so we're just saying hey. Please, people, you need to stay inside tonight. You know, we need order. This is getting out of control. And then you have people snarking back. Oh, well, who are you to tell people how to do X, Y, or Z? And I just think that there's a lack of under Like, unless you have... A, if you haven't had a front row seat to kind of that sort of civil disorder and destruction, you don't understand how dangerous the... Like, how that type of activity takes on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And um, people are not showing a lot of discretion in terms of the things that they're willing to do. And I can't tell you, driving down past these areas, people were spray, you know, boarding up their businesses and spray painting, you know, family sleeping upstairs. And you're like, holy crap, I mm-hmm. can't believe that this is happening. So there's just no sense of how actually dangerous this was. And so that doesn't acknowledge, first of all, just rioting, destruction, rioting, looting the destruction of property, how harmful that is. And, and I think just bad destroying things hurting people it's not just when we go you care more about property than people that's a false dichotomy um and people's property is also a representation of things that they worked hard all of their lives to build up and to acquire and how would how would any of us feel if someone just came along and you know even for even if you could say oh i understand that in relationship to what happened that you would want to see that burned or taken or destroyed or whatever and so it's very easy to sort of in the abstract, say something like that is okay. It's something very different when it gets closer to home. Mm-hmm. So it just betrays to me a, a profound lack of understanding and lack of empathy for the people who are living through it. It fails to deal honestly with what, you know, not just property represents and 
the fact that when people start doing that, um, lives are often lost. And there was a person who I believe was burned to a crisp in a liquor store. They found their charred remains in a liquor store in Minneapolis. So you just go, like, that that person, that was not just, you know, that wasn't just just destroying property. Um, you know, it cost someone's life. And, and, and so uh, the act itself, to, to come face-to-face with the degree of um, disorder that that brings and chaos and violence, uh, you haven't, if you haven't been close to that, that kind of monster, you don't understand how scary it is first of all and so when you're talking about looting and destruction of property and rioting you're not talking about um a couple broken windows you know you're we're talking about something that was really scary here so it just felt like a complete slap in the face to not acknowledge the reality of the situation that we were living with that's one problem i have with it. yeah and it's also i mean it, it is not it's not a thoughtful act mobs are mobs for a reason they're like wild beasts and you don't know what and they don't know what they're doing you know mobs are scary mobs are terrifying because you a a mob mob mentality means something it means we don't have any there's no real goal in mind we could turn anywhere and do anything you know it's just like what what do we all want well i just want to you know kick in a window nobody knows what they want it's just that it's a mob so we all understand that so I'm going to just say mobs bad. Okay, <laughs> mobs very bad. Mobs very bad. Mobs bad, and and because there's no one in charge of the mob, the mob really doesn't have a a, a message. And, and I saw. I mean, I won't get into this, but a lot of people threw that qu- quote around from Martin Luther King. They didn't read the whole co- context. They just gave the one little snippet. Yes. You know, a riot is the voice of the unheard. Um, yes. You know, and he was very anti-riot. <laughs> King was himself, but he's saying, you know. Uh, and so I say, yeah, well, what is this riot saying? And in this one, it was, I could say, it's saying not anything good, mm-hmm. um, what was happening here. And uh, people also go, well, you're more worried about the the um, the riot than the thing that prompted it, which is, again, another false dichotomy, false mm-hmm. choice. Absolutely, um, absolutely garbage. You can talk about both. But if it's like, um, you know, your house is on fire, you it's not saying, oh, well, children, you know, there, the house is on fire, but kids need to go to school. Well, you don't care about kids going to school? Like, if you're talking about the house that's on fire, it's like, no, we can talk about two things at once. But when there's a crisis, you need to deal with the crisis, um, the acute crisis, before you maybe deal with the bigger sort of problems. Yeah. So yeah. these things get deployed in a way that, that um, are bad faith because they force false dichotomies or they, they try to put you in a corner that you're not in. And that's not fair. Um, and that's another problem I have with it. But I have a problem too with the meme itself because of the exegesis it represents, which is bad. Yeah. All right. So get to the get to the meme. Did Jesus loot the temple? I I don't think in uh, yeah I haven't read it recently. I didn't read it in preparation for this. So looting is stealing, right? Going in and stealing. Yeah, looting it. is yes. It's a form of theft. It's, it's a form steal. of steal. Yes. Did Jesus steal from the temple? No. No. Did Jesus riot at the temple? don't think that a single uh, Jewish teacher can represent a riot, so I would say no. No, he okay. didn't. Okay. okay? Uh, did Jesus say, hey, um, Rome is occupying Jerusalem, the religious authorities are corrupt, uh, we don't need no water, let that bleeper bleeper burn, burn bleeper bleeper burn. Did Jesus, did Jesus say, we got to burn this whole thing to the ground? 
Uh, certainly none of the synoptic. No, not in John either. No. Okay. No, he okay. did not. Yeah. Okay, so Jesus' example, uh, his, his action at the temple, um, and in here my reading is, is indebted to especially uh, N.T. Wright, uh, New Testament scholar, was, was, a, was a bishop in the Church of England. Um, you know, he's probably the most, one of the most, if not the most prominent New Testament scholars alive. He talks about Jesus' cleansing of the temple, um, as a, it's a, it's a, it's an, 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 it's a like symbolic action. So it's kind of a lived parable of God's judgment upon uh, the temple because of what it had come to represent. Where Jesus says, you know, my house is supposed to be, quoting um, Isaiah, my house is to be a house of prayer for all nations. You've made it into a den of robbers. And that word of robbers is not just about people stealing money, but kind of a, a hideout for, for thieves and brigands. Mm-hmm. You know, basically you've made it a place of, uh, of kind of uh, highway robbery or or a den of uh, insurrection, as opposed to something that's where the temple is supposed to have the nations flock to it. That's a vision from Isaiah, where you know the the nations are coming to Mount Zion. Jesus is is highly critical and judgmental of the the the, the revolutionary nationalistic fervor that that had in some circles become associated with the temple and the corruption of the temple elites um, as well. And so his action was an action of God's symbolic judgment of the temple itself, which was going to be replaced. The temple was going to be replaced and rendered redundant by, when we read scripture, we say Jesus himself mm-hmm. makes the temple redundant because he offers the sacrifice, you know, the final sacrifice to end all sacrifices. And the temple is replaced by the community which becomes a church, you know, this temple, like destroy this temple and I'll rebuild it again in three days. He's talking about himself in the new Testament. It talks about Christians as living stones being built up into a spiritual house, meaning that the, that the Christian church itself becomes what the temple was. And so that's a much more sophisticated, um, understanding of what his action was other than he just wanted to mess stuff up and just go into the temple and tear stuff down. That's not what he was doing. Right. It was a symbolic judgment. So it's a so it's poor exegesis too. It's not a good reading of what it, of what is happening. And so it's a misapplication of what the text itself is saying. On the internet, misrepresenting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> taking it's, small bits of scripture out of context and using it against. Well, I'm shocked. I'm I shocked. Mean, so if you talked about, if I were to think of an an analogy or a, or a parallel, you know, um, it would be like it could be like someone, you know marching into the the governor is about to sign a bill and you go into the office and you you know toss the bill in the air and you knock the pen on the ground you know you're not like s- stopping what's happening that's not a riot that's not looting you could say that's an act of uh, civil disobedience or of, of protest but that is very very different from what we're talking about jesus did not foment a riot he didn't loot um and he didn't engage in 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 like destruction um, it was one dude, our Lord and Savior, doing something which with rich theological um, and symbolic implications. And so I don't think it's a fair application to right. take that and apply it to this other situation. It's bad faith, I think. You know what it slightly reminds me of, and this may seem completely out of left field, is uh, there's an old, I don't know what form this joke is, but there's a joke that goes, uh, uh, time flies like an arrow, fruit flies like bananas. And it's a misuse of, you know, words and the mm-hmm. phrasing, but it takes you a while to go, wait, that's not, that's not parallel to that. Now that's a joke, but that's what that reminds me yeah. of is like, you're just taking something and 
throwing it in the middle and then you have to go, wait, what? No, that's not the same thing. And I think people, they have to know it, right? Is it just troublemakers and yeah, trolls? Or? It's, tr- it's a form of trolling, I guess. Um, and trolling is, a, I think it's one of our great temptations in the internet age. You know, oh, it's, 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 sure. it's, it, and, uh, it, it, and it, it, it's just like trolling, beget, there's just all sorts of trolling, trolling begets trolling. And I understand that there can be bad faith people who, you know, you go, oh, well, you're just condemning rioting. You don't actually care about anything else. Okay. Like, an, uh, it maybe, but when you're, when you're taught, when you're engaging with people who are, I mean, seriously concerned about what's happening in their own neighborhood their own community i mean that's just it's just such a it's just such a punk it's such a punk move and i heard these these kids from california even they're saying well you know that's the only way there can be change and it's like Mm. these these are 20 year old i mean uh 22 23 year olds um living a very who grew up in a very pampered sheltered privileged background and it's very easy for them to offer up someone else's property and someone else's safety for sure. to quote advance a cause, which the connection between making progress around this thing and the act itself is um, difficult for me to draw a line, a line from uh, one to the other, you know. Yeah. And so it, it was just so disturbing to see the kind of cheering on of of um, of terror. Uh, you know, it 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 just it just sickened me. And then to see a meme like this deployed in defense of this terror and destruction, also like was just so disheartening to see. Um, you know, our Lord being used uh, in in that way. It's just it was it was it was. Um, I think bordered on take don't take the Lord's name in vain. You know, oh, don't yeah. don't. Yeah. You know, one of the commandments, top yeah. top ten commandment, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like it was taking the Lord's name in vain, saying yeah. that God, you know, using Jesus to justify something that to me is contrary to um, God's purposes. This has been our most downbeat explain that meme. I mean, it's not, it's not <laughs> no. a fun meme. No, it's we, not look, a fun we meme. take on big issues. That's what we do. That's, uh, I'm, I'm glad it was explained. And uh, yeah, sometimes things aren't uh, all jello and pudding. Sometimes they there's, yeah, sometimes they're... There's bad stuff going on. That's what we're here for. But hey, 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 let's take a little break. We'll hear an upbeat note from the pastor. Oh, yeah, I got a great tale to, tale to tell, too, on the backside. And then we'll have a little something uh, to finish off the show. That's right. Uh, so this, uh, here's a message from the pastor, and then uh, we'll be back. This is uh, Like Trees Walking. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. My appeal here is is to rate us and review us on the Apple Podcasts, the Spotify, wherever you find us. I will say, too, uh, thank you, um, uh, listener. Uh, I can't remember their name right now, but they reviewed the podcast, and they mentioned when we were talking about great tyrants of history and uh, of the uh, Assyrian Empire, we neglected Sennacherib. And so we apologize deeply for his exclusion, and we will we commit to doing better next time. Um, so in our, in our ancient Near Eastern despots, uh, we will up our game next time. But thank you, everyone, for uh, listening, uh, for rating, reviewing, for sharing. Uh, you can find us uh, at LTWPod on Twitter or Like Trees Walking pod, uh, Podcast. We do have a Facebook page as well. You can look on the internet uh, at LTWPod.com, uh, and that's where you can see all the episodes. They live on forever um, on the internet, not just in our hearts. So let's get back to it and finish this exciting episode. 
Okay, we are back. This is Like Trees Walking, and unlike the beginning where we didn't mention who we are, once again, I am Michael J. Nelson, and this is Pastor Dave Berge. That's right. And Pastor, in the past, has told thrilling stories of meeting celebrities. Uh, he's told... Have you had any... Did we do an injury story at all? No injury. We, we got to do, do an that. injury we'll do episode. An injury. injury episode. You, I mean, you've told stories about guns being pulled on you? Guns. I've had so many. I've, I've, had a, I've lived a harrowing Brooks life. Brooks and Dunn. For, uh, Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> fist fight with Brooks and Dunn near... Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on in my life for the blandest man in the world. I have a lot of weird stories. But Pastor Dave is going to bring to the table one of his... Oh, harrowing tales? I, what, what do we label it? It was harrowing. It was a, a near a near harrowing tale, and it's okay. from, it's directly related to what we talked about on this episode, which was rioting. Okay, well, let me introduce it then. Okay. This is Pastor Dave, Near Harrowing Tales. <laughs> that that fills you with suspense, doesn't yeah, it, when you hear you. it's near harrowing? Yes. But anyways, this is, I saw firsthand, uh, the riots that were recently in Minneapolis and the looting, I avoided them. I avoided any close encounter with them uh, strenuously mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't want to get messed up in that stuff. But when I was in college, I witnessed firsthand riotous behavior. Uh, much, much. I got up close and personal with a riot. Mm. This happened at the University of Minnesota. I believe this was two th- like it would have been March of 2003, I believe. The University of Minnesota men's hockey team. We have a D1 men's hockey team at the U. They have won the second of their back-to-back national championships. D1? D1. Division Explain. One. Oh, Division One. Division One. Yep. So top. Top-tier. Top, Top-tier college hockey. College hockey. Yeah. Okay. And so Got college it. hockey is a big deal. Um, and my actually had a, a roommate who was the manager, student manager for the college Is this the roommate you do the impression of? No. Okay. <laughs> this, sure no, this were, roommate. I did, that would have identified him. <laughs> my other roommate, li- this roommate lived with that guy, this, okay. the snake guy. Um, this is my right. dear roommate, Joel. Very nice guy. Um, okay. Was the manager for the, uh, student manager for the hockey team when they won back-to-back national championships. Love him. And actually, my wife's uncle is currently the head coach. Of the University of Minnesota. Wow, you have many connections. Hockey royal. We have a close family connection to hockey hockey royalty. in your blood. It does. I don't play hockey. I am horrible at skating, and I prefer basketball. But occasionally, Pastor Dave will pull my jersey over my head and start beating on me, just to kind of keep it alive in the the studio. But in 2002, you know, I'm in college. Our beloved Gophers win the national title. Wow. This is exciting. Some rioting pops off. As often does in wake of sports championships, some riotous behavior occurs in Dinkytown. That's the um, that's the kind of heart of one of the hearts of the campus of the University of Minnesota. It's called Dinkytown. That's like the college, you know, that's the college area in Minneapolis. Cutely and poorly named. Yeah, Dinkytown. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so there's Dinkytown riot. Boom. Uh, n- next year, go for it. Happen never happens. Usually back to back championships very rare. Hasn't happened in the University of Minnesota. They win another championship. And I turned the game on just with like a minute left to see if they were going to win. And then I said to my uh, girlfriend at the time, we were watching it in her apartment. I said, let's go to Dinkytown. I said, I think there's going to be a riot. And so we, jo- we start walking over to Dinkytown. And floods of people are going along with us. 
and we wait, are. Wait, you walked into it willingly? Like, hey, this will be a good idea? I was very curious to see if a riot was going to happen, and I wanted to see firsthand. Oh, you thought you could just sort of stand at the side? Yes, a, that's what I thought. No. You wouldn't have a cell phone camera at the time? No huh? cell phone cameras. So I did go into... Um, uh, 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 I, I did go into a shop and purchase a disposable camera because no. I wanted to catalog and chronicle this. The pictures did not turn out. No, no, nighttime. So we, you know, so my wife and I, my, my girlfriend and I, now wife, are w- looking at this mass of humanity uh, assembling. Um, I believe I got the camera for people from the University of Minnesota House of Hanson, is I believe where I bought the, uh, that will mean something. It's now of blessed memory, but I got my disposable camera from the House of Hanson. And uh, we're standing back, you know, we're just standing in front of this, the shop, it's a storefront, and we're seeing this massive humanity assemble. And then we see this guy, like, climb up on the, on the you know, he climbs up on the... On the, the light pole. The light pole. That's always a good first step in a riot, right? And they start, and start swinging yeah. it and swaying it. And then I'm seeing couches being brought to the center of the intersection. Being hosed down with kerosene. Yes, I am seeing that. <laughs> and then I am seeing these couches being lit on fire. And I'm seeing... Hundreds and hundreds, if not, we're getting the crowd is getting close to a thousand at this point, and um, and then I see the Minneapolis riot police af- assemble, and I see them in their riot gear, and I see them forming a as it a phalanx? Would that be like the line? Mm-hmm. They form a phalanx, and I say to my then girlfriend, now wife, let's get out of here, because uh, I thought they're going to start shooting tear gas, they're going to start billy clubbing people, like this is just going to get cr- and the crowd was getting out of control like there was you know there was a spirit the i think that's another thing about the mob they kind of get they take on this like wild oh, yeah. spirit where you're like oh my you're like i don't know what these people are going to do um and like so we quickly got out of there but uh, just just to be clear just to back up mm-hmm. a bit so at the point where couches are being doused with kerosene and lit a fire is your former girlfriend now wife yeah uh saying Hey, let's see where they're go- let's see where this is going. She was a good. Or was she saying, "Could we please get out of here?" Yeah, and you she were was saying, not... "Like, let's just wait." Yeah, a few let's minutes. give it. I was just saying, you know, let's just let's see <laughs> okay, what happens. I just want to set the scene. Yeah, because I've never. I mean, I've I haven't seen anything like this this firsthand before or since. This is my only exposure, like that close to a riot, like happen. I mean, the riot was forming and happening in front of me, and people are. I I mean, the, and it's a lot of young college guys. They're drunk. Um, and they're I'm just, shocked that liquor was involved. And they're just, you know, the, the kind of ante keeps getting upped or whatever. And yeah. people are just doing stuff and they're just going crazy. So we, yeah, as soon as we saw the Minneapolis police show up, we're like, let's get out of here. This is going to get out of hand. So, so we walked because we lived probably a 15 or 20 minute walk away, you know, which when you're in college, that's like whatever, you yeah. walk, especially at a place like the U, like you're walking everywhere all the time. Yeah. So we get out of there. We we head back. Our we had uh, our apartments were we lived just like a block or two blocks apart from each other. So um um and so we headed back to her apartment, and uh, you know turn on the news and the riot has been, I think by the time we got home or shortly thereafter the riot gets broken up, but that just disperses mini riots everywhere, and so these kids just went crazy. Tipping cars were being tipped over and burned. Things were just people were going everywhere. Uh, the liquor store across the street, uh, people were just smashing it. It was, it, it got so it was the year before was like a mini little riot. You know, it's like a cute little, um, you know, little riot. Mm-hmm. This thing was like you sort of like spread the brush. You know, you put out the big fire, but it just spread only by dispersing these little flames everywhere. And so it was crazy. 
uh, uh, and was my first taste of seeing just how gnarly, uh, uh, if that's the correct adjective, something like this can get where you get out of hand. And it went from sort of this like, oh, yeah, like, let's see what, what hijinks happens to just like stuff getting messed up everywhere. Well, was this the one that uh, famously was a lot of it was caught on tape? Yes. And people were seemed completely unashamed. It was a real eye opener for just a person who so I at the time would have had you know, young children. And I, I think I just remember seeing footage of people just openly going to the camera, like now we're going to light a car on fire and tip it over. Oh, like, wait, you're just a guy going to college. You're committing these felonies. Yeah. Performatively on camera. I mean, that, I mean, and there was no, I mean, people weren't, there was, I just remember like that they had all these pictures that they put in the paper at the college and was like, can you identify this oh, person? Yeah. And, and even on wow. the, online, they kept catching people because people were getting identified as they were engaged in all these various acts of uh, destruction and mayhem. So no, it was, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, people were just doing it and then, yeah, there was no attempt to conceal their identity, hide or anything. They were just out there doing it I, right at the heart of, right in the heart of Dinky Town. I've said it many times. I've said it when you're part of a digital mob or, a, or in reality, if you're standing in a mob and you turn to, and you look to your right and left and like, wait a minute, I'm part of a mob. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the, what the cause is or what you just, you know, get out, think a second time and then decide whether you want to go back into this mob. But it was a wild. So it was, that was my first, my real firsthand experience with witnessing the, the, the mob, a mob forming and a riot, uh, the, the, a riot breaking out. And it was a, it was a harrowing near hair. I mean, it was harrowing to see, but we got out of there before, you know, things really went sideways. All right. So, before we close the show, let me just ask you this. Okay. This is my real, my Howard Stern question, uh, which I don't, I haven't really listened to, but I assume that he does this kind of stuff. Is this really just your confession? Were you part of the, uh, <laughs> is this that there's pictures out there and you just haven't been identified and you actually threw, were part of the mob? I threw no bricks. Okay. I, w- I walked, I bought a camera, I took some pictures. I mean, this is, if there had been cell phones, this was me trying to do with this, you know, this is me like trying to selfie in front of a riot, you know? If but you I, had a good camera, you could. What didn't Amy have a good camera? She's a photographer. She is, but you know her 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 passion for t- photography had not been rekindled at the same level okay. at that point. So she okay. did not, and it was pre digital, really. Yeah. So we didn't have right. Like I didn't have my first cell phone until the next year. We didn't have digital cameras. Just bought the you know bought the disposable, and they were horrible pictures. Could have been Life see. magazine. Could have been the iconic photos of the. Uh... Uh, they were. I mean, there was a guy just hanging from the, I mean, just on the, the traffic post, just swinging. What do you think he's doing today, that guy? We could go back and look. Look at the Dinky Town. Oh, ride. he probably got, yeah. I mean, it's he's probably good. identifiable. Oh, I mean, he was, I believe, one of the first people identified. Because okay. he, he was above it all. He was, he kind of set the, he was the mascot, I would say, for the riot. I mean, his sort of climbing up and, yeah. Wow. I don't get it, people. I don't get it. And we but. haven't won, we haven't won a... National championship in hockey, or at, yeah, in hockey. So. It's because the riot. We don't deserve it. We're being the judged, curse judged by God. The curse of the riot. Rightfully judged by God. All right. Well, thank you for that uh, near harrowing story. You're welcome. I understand Mike. the nearness of it now, uh, but it was harrowing. It was. There was near and there was harrowing. So yes. you delivered on both accounts. I aim to please. I appreciate that. <laughs> 
All right, everyone. Thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, we will be back soon with an episode. In fact, this is the song just being made. We're going to do one right now. That's right. right. After this. Uh, this is uh, Like Trees Walking. I'm Michael J. Nelson. I'm David Berge. So long. Bye. Bye.